was awesome, wasn't it? Just wonder what it's... <clears throat> often wonder about what it's going to be like when we gather there that day. And all the singers that have been down through the ages that have used their talent for the Lord, won't it be something? And it won't be just a few specials. It'll be special all the time. I realize a lot of folks that don't believe in music and church, they have a hard time going to heaven because John saw harps up there. They must have been singing and shouting and praising God and worshiping. Well, we ain't going to work. We're not going to argue. We're not going to fuss, which takes up a lot of our time in life. So what are we going to do? We're going to worship. We're going to praise. We're going to. I love the way the prophet brought it. And he said that heaven is a continuation of this same life. There'll be avenues in that city, parks, rivers, streams. We will eat. We will plant. We will enjoy like it was supposed to have been in the Garden of Eden in the beginning. Except this time, there'll be no sin. Isn't it wonderful? What promise God's given to us. Brother Darrell's going to come and speak for us this morning. Have me come with the need in your heart, open to receive something from the Lord. Let's just pray before he does and just ask the Lord to speak to us. Heavenly Father, we love you so much. We know, Lord, it wasn't this time of the year that you actually came. But it doesn't really matter to us if it had been January or April or whenever it was. But you chose to come in springtime, we know, because that's when lambs are born. But this is the time that man is set aside to honor your birth. We're so grateful, Father, that we're not just worshiping a baby in a manger today. But we are worshiping the deity that's inside of us. And we are so grateful. We understand, Lord God, that the light of God has shined in this our day. You've sent a star in the West to be able to draw the attention of your people back to you. So it's not churchanity, it's not religion that we're interested in today. It's a person. Would you come, Lord, just anoint with the Daryl? Father, we pray that you'd be mindful of the needs of your children today, some sick, some physically, Lord, needing touch, others mentally, psychologically, but whatever they are, would you move for them, Lord? We open our hearts to you today. May our hearts be a manger by which you can come and indwell in us, Lord God. In Jesus' name. Let's just sing together as Brother Darrell comes. Oh, it's such an honor to be here today. Isn't it wonderful to be children of God and be able to fellowship around His Word? Let's sing this together as Brother Darrell prepares to come. Go ahead. Down from His glory. Think about what you're singing now. Ever living story. My God and Savior. was his name born in a name thank you Lord 
makes that song so good it's not the tune but it's the fact that it's the truth it's not just a mythical song that someone imagined in their mind and wrote but it's the reality of what he done for us what a privilege it is this morning to be a part of the family of God amen we greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus and we always count it an honor to be home and stand before you and certainly appreciate all that you've ever done for us and for our family. May God richly bless you this season be our prayer. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with us to the book of Luke. We've, uh, we've sung about it, worshiped about it, and now we're going to talk about it just a little bit. But Christmas. Amen. Hallelujah. Appreciate Brother Donnie giving us the opportunity to stand before the people. and We just trust to be a blessing to you. Just a simple little thought this morning. It's really the, it's really the only kind I, I can bring, but I trust it will speak to your heart. Luke chapter 2, we want to read now from verse 8. Very familiar scripture to us all. The Bible says this, There were in that same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. So that they weren't looking for him in the Hilton or the Ritz or the... Because <laughs> he wasn't there. You'll find him lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. 
And it came to pass as the angels were going away from them into the heaven that the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass which the Lord hath made known to us. Aren't you glad he's made it known to us? And they came with haste. That's the way we need to be running. They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger, just the way the angel said. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for loving us. We commit this congregation and ourselves into your hands for your glory in Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. You know, we are indeed a privileged people to be alive this morning and to come to this church on the eve of Christmas. Gathering here with a group of believers who have a revelation of what Christmas really is and what it means to us. You see, Christmas to so many people means so many different things. Christmas to some means Santa Claus and reindeer and elves. To others, it's families and gatherings and food and laughter. To others, it's a depressing time because of memories of better Christmases past or because they don't have the means to provide gifts for their family or for their friends. But is that really all that Christmas is? Just a festive holiday, just an event? But you know, I believe all real Christians know what the world has made Christmas isn't Christmas at all. And the fact of all the error the prophet said and everything there is about it, there's something about it that the world tries to make it an Xmas. You know, they try to take Christ out of the whole thing. And we know that's true. I was getting off a plane the other day when I was preaching up in Michigan. As I passed the stewardess at the door, she said, Happy Holiday. Because to say Merry Christmas is politically incorrect. But no matter what they try to do to Christmas, God still got a Christmas in it somewhere, hasn't he? He sure has, the prophet said. He's got something about it. The very names and thoughts of the birth of the Lord Jesus. He said, oh, the world puts a Santa Claus in this place. Sure, the world has made it an Xmas and a happy holiday, but not to Christians. To the Christian, it's still a Christmas. You see, Christmas is not a celebration, but it is and it should be a day of worship because we all know that Christ was not born in December. Brother Donnie's saying in his prayer, but somewhere in April or May or something like that, but the prophet said it this way. He said, what difference does it make, see? Today we are, even if they was doing it in July or in August or whenever it might be, it's still the sacredness of remembering that God gave us the hope that we have in us. Christmas is a day to remember, to remember what Christmas did for us. And that's my message this morning. For just a few minutes, I want to speak to you on Christmas memories. Last night we had my family, it's Christmas, and we gathered together over at CB's house. And we took time, we went around to each one and gave them an opportunity to, to tell their favorite Christmas memory. 
And as the people begin to talk, we cried some and we laughed some because there's just something about remembering that it warms the heart. You see, as long as you remember that person still in your heart, and as long as you can remember of a Christmas, that memory, it'll warm your heart. And I say, let this Christmas Eve, this time, to take some time to set aside, to slip off somewhere, and to remember. Christmas memories. You say, what should I remember? Remember a promise that God made us. For he said in Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. We remember Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Right. We remember the promise of Numbers 24, 17. I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not now. There shall come a star out of Jacob and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. Amen. Christmas memories that first Christmas was the fulfillment of the coming Messiah spoken by the prophets of God. That first Christmas was the fulfillment of their prophecies showing that what God spoke to them was the truth. And in Matthew we find speaking of Joseph that while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. We remember the first Christmas this morning when heaven and earth united in flesh and bone, wrapped in a swaddling cloth and laid in a manger. You see, Christmas gave us an everlasting sign. We remember the humanity and the deity of Jesus. For he was both all God and all man. Hallelujah. What was it? Christmas gave us an everlasting sign. Jehovah God became man, the prophet said. He took our stock and crossed himself from God and became man. There's the sign. He was God and became man, not rich men, but a poor man. This is the super sign. You ask for a sign, said God, I'll give you an everlasting sign. The prophet said he could have come otherwise, as I've said, uh, but a baby. Why did he become a baby? When that first little toothless mouth opened its, its mouth in the manger on that first Christmas morning, in his little manger crib, and the first little yell that went from his voice, that was God crying. Jehovah crying, a man come from God. It was a man ever with a man, but he come to the world with nothing but still a man. What was he trying to do? What was he purposing? He cried like a baby in the manger. He played like a boy on the street. He toiled like a man, but yet he was Emmanuel. 
Hallelujah. This is the super sign. God dwelling in the creation that he created. Let me say that again. This is the super sign. God dwelling in the creation that he created. This shall be a sign unto you. Amen. That first Christmas morning, it was an eternal sign to the believer that God is with us. The super sign. Do you see it this morning? God made manifest this Christmas Eve, 2,000 years later. That super sign is still being manifested. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God dwelling in the creation that he created. God in the flesh of his bride. As we remember, it's no longer Christ in a manger, but it's Christ in you. Amen. Hallelujah. In the manger scene of Bethlehem of 2,000 years ago is now being played out in 2023 in the Word of Life Church. As I heard Brother Donnie say many, many years ago, way back in the 80s, preaching the message on Christmas. He said, if I was going to put a major scene in my yard, it wouldn't be Campbell's and wise men. He said, I'd just go out there and lay down myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because that's where Christ is today. Yeah. Hallelujah. Christmas memories. Remember that the wise men saw the star. The star that Balaam prophesied would rise out of Jacob. They knew the conditions was right for the star to appear. Brother Balaam said they were stargazers. They constantly went around looking up. I think we spend too much time looking down. We spend too much time feeling down. You say, why do you say that? Because the Bible said, when we see these things coming to pass, lift up our heads for our redemption draws nigh. These wise men brought gifts to the young Christ child. For Jesus was two-year-old when they found him in the house with Mary. And the gifts that they brought for him was very appropriate. For the gifts testified that the wise men had a revelation of who he was. Oh, I'm so glad I've gathered here this morning with wise men and wise women who have a revelation, amen. For the very gifts that they possessed testified of who he was. And let me say this morning, what we bring to this service testifies of what your revelation is of him. The Bible said when they came, they opened from their treasures. In other words, they gave him the best that they had. They didn't give him a second hand, but they gave him of their best. And that's how we ought to come, not just on Christmas Eve, but into the house of God every service. We should give him the best that we have. The best, amen. The best, hallelujah. The best praise. Not a secondhand praise. Not a half-hourly praise. But everything that we have, that when we leave these doors, we can say, this day, this day I have given my all for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We ought to give him worship and praise, not a secondhand praise, but from the very depths of our heart. It ought to be the treasure of our hearts that we give to him. This Christmas Eve, what are you looking for? Wise men and wise women today still follow a star. Amen. Amen. I saw one time someone was bashing the message on a, on a chat. 
And they said, I'm so glad that I don't follow a dead man. I couldn't take that. I said, are you serious? Did you really text that? You mean you don't follow the teachings of Paul and Peter and John? Them guys have been dead for thousands of years. That's about the dumbest. I ain't the sharpest knife in the drawer, but that's dumb. I'm so glad that we're with wise men and women today who still follow a star, the seventh star that was in the right hand. Amen. We have seen his star. And where is it leading us? It's leading us to where the word is made flesh. Christmas memories. We all have them. A memory of a Christmas that we would say that was one of the best Christmases I ever had or a memory of a present that we received. All of us have those kind of memories. I remember as a boy when Christmas we were poor. We didn't get a lot. Not a lot of presents. And I was wanting a football. And you know, you just, you only got about one good present, you know, it just, and mom and dad gave me the present and I remember I was wanting a, just a kid, but I was wanting a football. And I opened up the package and it was a box. And I, I can't even remember what was on the box. But boy, was I disappointed. Because I was thinking the present was a football. But the outside of the box said something else. And I guess this look of disappointment on my face. God rest her soul. I remember my mama looking at me. She must have, I didn't say anything. But I just remember mama looking at me. She goes, look in the box. And when I opened up the box, it was a football. Amen. It wasn't what the package looked like that made it so precious to me. But what made it so precious to me was what was in it. I just heard on the radio this week of a, of a lady at Goodwill brought a vase. It wasn't, it wasn't even really a pretty vase, but the colors of the vase kind of matched her room, so she bought it at the Goodwill. And she sold it, I believe it was, for over $140,000 that she got at Goodwill. Because it wasn't what the vase looked like that made it so valuable. But what made this vase so valuable was the name that was on the vessel. In the Civil War, they placed this soldier before a firing squad that's going to execute him for leaving his post of duty. But this man had a friend and he went to Abraham Lincoln. He said, I know this man. He's a good man. He just got scared in battle and he ran. He said, please don't take his life. He's got a family. And Abraham Lincoln just pulled out a piece of paper and wrote, I, Abraham Lincoln, President of the United States, pardons this man such a date and signed it. And the man goes running to, the, to his friend who was to be executed and said, look what I have for you. And he grabbed a piece of paper and he looked at it and he said, don't mock me. Don't make fun of me. Get out of my cell. Said if that was Abraham Lincoln, it would be a presidential seal. It would be White House uh, stationery. 
It's just a piece of paper. And he refused to receive it. And they took the man and executed him. And then they had a trial. Why was this man executed when the president of the United States had pardoned him? And they came to this judgment that a person is only pardoned if it's received as a pardon. You see, he was only seeing the paper, not the signature. Christ, like the Bible says, he had no beauty that we should desire him. But when you look in the package, amen, you find he was the gold of God. He was the greatest carrot diamond. He was that pearl of great price. Not because of what he looked like, but because of the name that the vessel revealed. He was God's present to you. God gave you a present and it came from his heart. You see, when God gave us Jesus Christ, he gave us his very heart. For Christ was the very heart of God revealed. An appropriate gift. An appropriate gift for a dying humanity. God gave us life. Christmas memories. Remember that first Christmas? God showed us his love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. 1 John 4, 9, and this was manifested the love of God towards us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. The love of God, the prophet said how God unfolded himself and become a Christmas package and was laid on straw. The first thing he had to press against his little head was straw and a dirty piece of swaddling cloth wrapped around him. And the last thing he had was a thorn crown and a dirty rag wrapped over his eyes and hit on the head saying, if you're a prophet, tell us who hit you. And then they tacked him to a cross, love reaching out when his own children crying for his blood and he screamed, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. That's love. You see, the church don't want that. They want creed, but we need love. The church is dying by creeds, but it can only live by love. Because love is eternal life. Love overcomes all things. Love is the most powerful force there is. Brother Bram said, Satan is hate. Satan is hate. But God is love. Why do we give presents to each other at Christmas time? Why do we do that? Brother Branham explains it so well. He said, we're giving you a little present this morning. Because it's letting you know that one time God gave the greatest present that could ever be given to the human race, his son. And we have a poor way of expressing it. And there's nothing that we can give that will compare to that. But just as mortals to one another, we do that. We give gifts in remembrance of what he gave us. An appropriate gift that God the creator could give to his creation would be a savior to save us from the condition we was in. Remember said, I wonder this morning as we're approaching Christmas now, if we could take a moment on these things. And remember, Christmas 
memories. That first Christmas, the shepherds in their fields received a visitation from an angel that told them of his great gift that was given to the world and where they could find the place where the word was made flesh, deity revealed in humanity. They wasn't looking for him in Jerusalem. They knew he would be found in Bethlehem, the house of God's bread. Because you see, he came to where his name was. Oh God, what a revelation. He came to where his name was. What did Satan do in the first church age? What did he do to try to shut the church down? He took the name of Jesus away from the church and gave them titles. Come on, somebody. And for years, they baptized in titles. But what has God done for us in this end time? He has restored to us the name. There is power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He comes to where his name is. He comes, oh, hallelujah. He comes to where his name is. Amen. Don't spend your time looking for him to where he's not. But you'll find him to where his name is. The shepherds are told you'll find him in a manger wrapped in swaddling cloth in Bethlehem. And where do we find him today? We find him where the word says he will be. Where will we find him? Where his name is. Well, glory. Get to me the amens out of that, but that's all right. We'll find him where the word says he will be. Where his name is. Amen. The headship and the body has become one unit. It's God manifested in his people. That's the reason that the husband and wife is no longer twain. They're one. God and his church is one. Christ in you. God's great revelation. Glory to God. Even bearing his name. His name is Jesus, the anointed. The reason he is called Jesus. He is the anointed. And it's the anointed body of Christ. Proving, manifesting God. Just like that body did. The same anointing that was upon the groom with the same name. That same anointing is upon the bride who has been given the same name for all. Hallelujah. He said, the prophet said, she will be known as Mistress Jesus Christ. The family name of God in heaven and on earth. We baptize in that name. We pray in that name. We live in that name. We sing in that name. We preach in that name. And we will rapture in the name of Jesus. And you'll find him today where his name is. Hallelujah. Oh my. Hallelujah. The package didn't look like much. No beauty that we should desire him. But the greatest thing that was ever wrapped in human flesh was wrapped in it. God himself wrapped his own self in a Christmas package and sent it to the world. God gave himself as a Christmas package. It was an appropriate gift for dying humanity. That first Christmas morning when Christ was born, what was it? God the creator created a second Adam a virgin birth, a perfect lamb who could take the curse off of Adam's race and free.
free us from our sins. The love of God that God had for Adam and his race, how God unfolded himself and come as a Christmas package. Mary on that first Christmas morning took and wrapped that child in a swaddling cloth and laid him in a manger. But I wonder if she really knew what all was in that Christmas package. Did she know that because of this Christmas package that the blind were seen? Hallelujah. It may not mean so much to some people, but when you had a child that was blind and you've got a promise in the word, hallelujah, that he come to open the eyes of the blind. Did she know that in this package that God wrapped and sent to earth, the blind would see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again. The lame will leap, the dumb will speak the praises of the Lamb. Mary, did you really know, as the song says, that when you was kissing that little baby's cheek, you was kissing the very face of God. I wonder sometimes when we shake one another's hand, do we really see who our brother is? Do we really see who our sister is? You see, those Jews didn't want to believe. They were unbelievers. They thought they were saved, but God knew they needed a savior. They were praying for a warrior. But God gave them a baby, a savior. He knew what they needed, just like he knows what we need. Amen. That was our Christmas present. That's what you need today. That's what I need today is a savior from my unbelief, a savior from your unbelief. We need a savior to save us from ourselves. For our greatest enemy, our greatest enemy is ourselves. And God gave us a Christmas package to save us from ourselves. You may not have a lot, friends, this Christmas. Some people judge a good Christmas by how much is given. But you know, as humanity goes, you may not have a lot. You may not even get a lot this Christmas. But I want you to know we have been given the greatest gift that could ever be given. A Savior to save us from our sins. God's great Christmas package was not placed under a tree. But this great Christmas package... God placed it on a tree. The reason his presence is not under the tree is because that's where you give your present to him. The only appropriate gift that you can give God, and that is yourself, back to him as you kneel at the true Christmas tree, Calvary, and place yourself under that tree. Hallelujah. There's only one gift we can give. We said all the time, what are you going to, what are you going to, what are you, what are you going to give them? They've got everything. But what did he want? 
riches and gold and silver and camels on a hillside. Matter of fact, when he was here, the only thing he even asked the Father for, he walked everywhere he went, but he never asked for a chariot. He had one suit of clothes, but he never even asked for a suit. He had no place to lay his head, but he never even asked for a dwelling place. But the only thing he ever asked for, oh God, the only thing he ever asked for was our fellowship. He wanted to be one with you. The only thing you can give him this morning, this Christmas Eve, is to give yourself to God because God's already given you his gift. And the only thing you owe back to God is yourself to him. This Christmas, take a moment to remember what he did for you. Receive this great gift. The only true original Christmas package, the prophet said, Jesus Christ, our Lord. For you see, a pardon is only a pardon when it's received as a pardon. He's given this great gift, but each of us has got to receive the gift. Because you see, Christmas is about giving and receiving. Let us all receive this life that he's given to us. Christmas memories. Take a moment and remember what he did for you. Don't just get caught up in the commercialism and all that that goes with all that they try to promote, but slip off somewhere to the side. Thank God for your Christmas presents. That he placed on a tree. Do you love him this morning? Let us stand. You say that's not much, but that's the package. He came and died that we could live. Very Merry Christmas from my family to yours. And let me say as the brothers are coming, let the word that was formed in Mary be formed in you. Receive the real, true, and only Christmas package, Jesus Christ. May God richly bless you. I'd like to share this with you. I found this is just so good. If there had been no Christmas, where would we be? But because there is a Christmas, we can live through him. If there was no Christmas, then where would I be if God's Christmas present wasn't placed on a tree? If there had been no Christmas, there had been no guiding star, there had been no angels announcing, no wise men from afar. If there had been no Christmas, there had been no peace on earth, There'd been no shepherds coming to worship the Christ child's birth. If there'd been no Christmas, what more can I say? No hope for man 
no love today. But there is a Christmas, I know it's true. It's not Christ in a manger, but it's Christ in you. There is a Christmas God keeps his word. I've seen his star, his voice I've heard. Come see Jesus, he's on the earth today. He is the truth, the life, and the way. Yes, there is a Christmas my heart proclaims. Christmas is Christ, and Jesus is his name. <laughs> Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, Lord, I, I'm not good at words. Sometimes, Lord, I, I don't even know what to say or how exactly to say it. But Lord, listen to my heart this morning. From the depths of my heart, there is a thanksgiving, Lord, for I've seen you just in my own family. Keep the promises of your word. That my daughter was blind and now she sees. She couldn't walk, but now she walks. They said she'd never talk. But oh, Lord, how she talks at home. We are so grateful, Father, for this great Christmas package that's been given. Lord, that we could receive it. That we could become the super sign in this hour that we're living in. For that present that you sent, that life, it went back to you and you repackaged it again and sent it back in the form of the Holy Spirit. And we could receive that life that he lived. And it would be Christmas. A kingdom, Lord. Kingdoms are falling everywhere. America is falling before our eyes. Other nations are fallen, Lord, but we're in a kingdom today, the prophet said, that cannot be shaken, that cannot be moved, where every day is Christmas. Oh, God, we thank you for that today. Be with your children, Lord. God, I know there's needs among us, but, Father, may they receive this great Christmas package today that in it, Lord, there's healing, there's deliverance, there's strength, there's joy, there's peace. Oh God, may you move, Lord, this season upon every need, God. Those that are streaming, God, those that have texted us this week, Lord, with this need and that need all around the country, Lord, and around the world. But God, I ask you, Lord, that you'd move for each one. God, they cared enough to text, they cared enough to ask, Lord, believing that you would hear the prayer of your people. Oh, Lord, I ask you today, God, thou hast raised Christ from the grave. May you move, dear God, upon every need. Touch those, Lord, that's afflicted with stomach trouble, and high blood pressure, and glaucoma, sugar diabetes, depression, anxiety, whatever it would be today. Grieving hearts, Lord, may you comfort them, God. We receive this great package, Lord, that everything we have need of is in this package that you've given us. And Lord, we open it this Christmas Eve and we receive it in the name of Jesus Christ for the glory of Lord. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Oh, do you love him?
Are you thankful for that Christmas package? Have you received it? Oh, then you've got the greatest gift that could ever be given. Oh, oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. We are not losers. We are winners. Amen. Amen. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to
nothing can stand against what a powerful name it is the name of Jesus you have no What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a beautiful name it is, the name of our sons and daughters did you know your baby boy has come to make you new this child that you delivered he would soon deliver you Mary did you Give sight to a blind man. Oh, Mary, did you know your baby boy would calm the storm with his hand? Did you know your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you kissed your little baby, you kissed the face of God. Oh, Mary, did you know? Mm, did you know the blind will see? Oh uh-huh. 
your baby boy he's lord of all creation mary did you know your baby boy would one day rule the nation did you know your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb and the sleeping child you're holding he's a great I've got different Christmas packages in my life from different people, as you have, and sometimes you open them up and think, what were they thinking? <laughs> and then you're so glad that little receipt is inside there where you can take it back. But he is the only Christmas package that I ever got that was everything I would ever need. Aren't you glad? Praise the Lord. You need healing today? It's in the package. Deliverance, salvation, it's in the package. Whatever you need. You need comfort today? It's in the package. I'm not sure still, Brother John, that we really understand what it meant to him to come to the earth and have fellowship. And Carol's told me that the other day, and I told her, I said, you know, it's astounding to me because the prophet said that the Lord Jesus did not want to leave his disciples. Can you imagine that? What he was before, where he came from, what it was like, and when he come down here, 
and was able to have fellowship like that for the very first time that way, he was having a hard time to go back to heaven. You think you want fellowship with him? That's only half the story. He wants it with you so bad. And he made a way so we could go back with him. Aren't you glad? I'm so glad one day the Spirit of God dealt with my heart, your heart, so we would be able to go up to the tree, didn't have balls hanging on it, rope or any, that sort of thing. It was a man hanging on it. His eyes were nearly swell shut, his lips swollen, his head swollen because of the crown of victor thorns that they call it, six to nine inches long, stuck in his head. And there was God's great Christmas gift. Even before he took his last breath, he was giving out the contents. Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. And the thief, you imagine, you and I wouldn't even consider what he said a prayer of repentance. As a matter of fact, he didn't even say I'm sorry one time. He didn't mention the word forgive me one time. But he said, remember me. Remember me. And the Lord Jesus just opened up his package heart and just gave him the greatest gift he could ever get. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Oh, thank God. I don't mind telling you, we've, uh, we've been having some pretty painful Christmas memories in the last week or so. We'll have some more tomorrow and the next day, I'm sure. I told Brother Ron Spencer the other day, I'll kind of be glad when Christmas is gone. Erica loved the holidays so much. She loved spending time with her family. It ain't going to be the same. But yet, how grateful I am for the Christmas package that she received one day. You see, most of you that knew her, you knew her after we came here. I'm telling you, that was a mean little young'un sometimes. I won't tell you which one of her daughters got that. But what the Lord did for her and how he changed her. And she received this Christmas package, the Lord Jesus. And by that, she was able, when it come her time to go, to go across that river and step onto the other side. Many of you probably know Sister Sue Sims also passed this week. And what a lovely, lovely Christian lady she was. And we're certainly going to miss her. We certainly desire the prayers also for their family, that God would just be with them. Brother Calvin Ward passed, of course, <clears throat> week before last, and remember them. During the holidays, it can be a, a difficult time. But won't it be a time when we all gather to the, together there? There'll be no more sorrow, no more pain, no sickness. Let's just bow our heads together. Did you enjoy the service today, the Word? <clears throat> Thank you, Brother Bill. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the service today.
Thank you for your servant. Thank you, Lord, for him getting out of the way and Lord submitting his gift to be able to bring to us what he felt on his heart was beneficial for us. We thank you, Lord. Our hearts go back and our minds to that time when you came to the earth. And if it hadn't been for that, we would not be here today. We were Gentiles, so we had no hope, no mercy. But you wrapped your heart, your mercy, your goodness, your kindness, your forgiveness, your healing, your deliverance. You wrapped all of that in a package of humanity. And the package had to be tore open. Someone could give us a gift and we could just take the package and just adore the package and adore the wrapping and all of that and would never know what was on the inside. So you let him be tore, ripped, and beaten and whipped so that the inside would be able to bleed out. We're so thankful for it today, Lord. We never want to let it become so common to us we know that you didn't owe it to us. You gave it to us. We're thankful, Father. I pray that you go with the people now. Lord Jesus, may we, as Brother Darrell has said, search in our mind and spend a little time with you and thankful for the real Christmas package. Maybe some won't get much from Christmas this year. Maybe they've had a hard time financially and they won't get very much. But Lord, we realize it's not just that that we get from one another, but it's what we get from you. But also, I've got something I'd like to give you, Lord. The package ain't much. The hair is getting gray, and the strength is getting a little less. But all I have, I want to give to you. I want to give you everything that I am. I don't know how many more years or months that I have left, but I want to give all that I have left to you, Lord. The package ain't much and the contents doesn't look like very much, but yet what you gave me is worth everything. We bring ourselves to you today, Jesus, since this is the season of giving. We want to give you our all. Would you take it today, Lord? We love you, Father. Go with us now. Bring us back Wednesday night, Lord. We look forward to another time in your presence. Go with your people now. Heal the sick. Deliver those, Lord, that need deliverance. Comfort the hearts of those that need it during this season. Grant it, Father, we pray. In the name of Jesus. Turn around and shake some ice and tell them it's been good to be in the house of the Lord today. May the Lord bless you and be with you. Give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me here I am here I stand Lord my life is in your hand
your desires revealed in me I give myself away I give myself away so you can use me I give myself away I give myself away so you can use me and take my heart take my life as a living sacrifice all my dreams all my plans Lord I place them in your hands I give myself give myself away so you can use me I give myself away I give myself away so you can use me oh my life is not my own give myself I give myself to you my life is not my own to you I belong Lord I give myself I give myself to you I give myself away I give myself away so you can use me I give myself away I give myself away so you can use me I give myself